before we dive into this week's episode, I want to tell you all about my brand new masterclass, Four Things You Need to Know to Get into Superhero Shape Over 40. And yes, this includes our four-step superhero formula for body shape change for women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And yes, you will learn exactly what to focus on to get sexy strong without wasting your time, energy, and money that doesn't involve spending hours in the kitchen or gym every day. And even if you have an injury or hormonal struggles or are feeling far from super right now. And this masterclass delivers on a step-by-step formula and busts crazy diet and exercise myths that you may not know you even believed. Which means you don't have to rely on guesswork and Google and wading through hours of conflicting health and fitness information online. So you just spend 60 minutes of your time and we can promise to give you back hours. So come check it out now for free at warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash masterclass. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. I'm your hostess with the mostess, Lisa Borowine, and I consider myself a fitness feminist and wellness alchemist, the kick-ass catalyst helping busy, ambitious women over 40 to become strong of mind, body, and character. You see, I wasn't always fit, lean, or strong, I was never motivated to exercise, barely drank water, and lived off bread, pasta, and cheese. But since starting my own wellness journey some 20 years ago and becoming certified in life coaching, plant-based and sports nutrition, holistic health, mindfulness, and kettlebell and personal training, I've learned how to create healthy habits and daily rituals rather than rely on my willpower and motivation. Plus, become a total health, fitness, and superhero geek. So we're coming at you with live workshop style health and wellness episodes packed with actionable step-by-step tips and real talk that are helping thousands of busy, ambitious women to become stronger in mind, body, and character, to be the best superhero versions of themselves without that fear of grind, guilt, or burnout. I want to teach women how to achieve goals as women, being feminine AF, because goddess got goals. Well, welcome to the TTT on the GGG. And today we are giving you some tips to get the right kettlebell. I wasn't going to do another kettlebell training TTT, but we are heading into and we've started and kicked off our superhero school right now. And the big questions that are going around in that uh, training are about getting the right kettlebells and actually just being... um, maybe overwhelmed by the choice that's out there and also not being really clear on the impact or the consequences of not getting a good kettlebell or the or the right kettlebell for you. Yeah. So gonna cover that. I'm gonna give you three top tips. Yeah. And um let you know that we cover this so much on our blog, on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook page. We talk about getting the right kettlebell everywhere. It's the the most common question that I get asked, but it's also the biggest, most common mistake that I see women make um, with regards to kettlebell training starts first and foremost with getting the right kettlebell. It's also the reason why I created our Getting Started Toolkit that I walk you through this step-by-step 
in a video form so you can follow along and watch me talk to you. Um, so let's let's dive into it, right? Let's give you these three top tips, okay? Uh, some of them might be to go check out the resources that we have for you, but hey, no, but I'm going to give you the proper tips right now, right? So the first tip I'm going to give you is not just about kettlebell training. No, it's going to be about your attitude towards something, right? So here's my question to you. Do you hear yourself say things like, that'll do? Um, oh, sure, that'll do me. Or that's a very Northern Irish way of saying it. Oh, sure. <laughs> but that's what we say. Oh, sure, that'll do me. Or you settle or you tell yourself, oh, well, it's all right, you know. Um, or I'm trying to think of other ways that you might say it. Or that'll be fine for now, right? And in that moment, we are settling for something less than what we know is right for us, right? And in that moment, we're saying to ourselves, we are not worthy of the effort. We are not worthy of the time. We're not worthy of the investment to do the thing that's right for us. And I want you to stop doing that. I want you to stop diminishing yourself, stop taking away your own power, stop, you know, not seeing the worthiness, the worthiness that you have a goal, you want something and that it's okay to put in full effort, full, you know, um, time, commitment, whatever that is to achieve it. Because you are worth it, right? Do you hear me? So if you find yourself settling, if you find yourself saying, well, I bought this wee thing, it'll be all right. And even though it's not right, and Lisa says it's not the right one or the right weight or made from the right things, I'm going to go with it anyway, right? So if you find yourself doing that, like ask yourself why, why do you feel that you need to do that? Is it just a defiance thing? That could be something that that happens. I, I hear that a lot. Or is it that you honestly, truly don't believe that you're worthy of making the right choice or investing in yourself with something like that, right? So what we're talking about here with the kettlebell is like 20 bucks, right? Maybe 30 bucks for a slightly heavier one. Are you worthy of 20 bucks? Are you worthy of buying yourself a tool that's going to help you to, to not only get in shape, but get stronger and get healthier and feel awesome and feel like a badass, right? Are you going to deny yourself that? I just feel that this is something that I see time and time and time again with women. It's a little bit like buyer's remorse, but even more than that, it's like, well, I bought something, I'll just stick with it, it'll be all right. They may even go so far as to keep that and then buy another one, which also makes no sense, right? So, and then this is also why we end up with cluttered stuff. We end up looking at that stuff that we bought and we bought and didn't use or we bought in vain. And then we go, oh, you know, I always buy these things and I never use them. And then we feel all the shame and guilt spirals start all over again, right? Can you, can, can you remember that you do this thing? Because it happens way more common and way more often than I thought, but I literally hear it all the time. And specifically, it's happening a lot in our superhero school. But I want you to stop the pattern. I want you to interrupt that pattern right now. So that's my first top tip for you today. So stop making do, stop settling, have a standard about what's important to you, understand and know that you are worthy of the time, the effort, the investment to pursue your goals or whatever it is that your heart desires. And if you need to hear me give you permission right now, then you've got it. It's yours. Okay, perfect. All right. 
So if you do have a kettlebell right now, that is one of these ones I'm about to tell you is not a good kettlebell. I want you to donate it. Give it to somebody you don't like. <laughs> Joking. Well, mother-in-law, there you go. <laughs> but, or you could, you know, whoever uh, you think, you know, donate it. You can donate it to a charity shop or a local um, charity or something like that, right? But I want you to get it out of the house because I don't want it creating guilt. I want, I never want a kettlebell to be a symbol of your guilt and shame, right? Because that would make me really sad because they've been such a tool of empowerment and success and strength and confidence for me that I would never want that for you. Okay. God, we're going deep today on the TTT, right? So here are the following kettlebells, and I'm going to describe them to you. Just know that I'm also going to post this up on Facebook, on, on our Instagram, right? Our Instagram for Warrior Goddess Kettlebell Training, by the way, is at WG Kettlebell Training on Instagram. So I'm going to post up this post again. I post it quite regularly, but I'll post it specifically to go along with this episode. I'm also going to post it in our um Facebook groups and on our Facebook page so you can visually see what I'm talking about. But I want to describe to you the kettlebells that I don't want you to purchase. So that's tip number two. You ready? Any kettlebell that's made out of steel rather than cast iron or made out of plastic or completely coated in vinyl, right? So the perfect kettlebell for you is a cast iron kettlebell. Anything else other than that? is not the right one. So if it is made out of vinyl, plastic, steel, uh, like shiny steel, like aluminum, not even aluminum or aluminum, it looks like that. It's like really shiny. Okay. Um, if it's adjustable, if it is uh, square handled, yeah. If it is um, a weird ass shape, which again, you'll need a visual for that. So go check that out. Um, trying to think of all the weird ones. Yeah, if, if they're trying to be fancy with it, with the weird adjustable stuff and addable stuff, no, just no. Okay. And why is that? Because the tool is created in the most simplest form. So just like whole foods. I was thinking about this the other day. How random. <laughs> the thoughts that come in my brain. But when you think about whole foods, like I went into the shop the other day and um, we were going for a little road trip, Josh and I, and um, we were getting snacks and we were going to Marks and Spencer's for those ladies in the UK, you know what Marks and Spencer's feels like. It's a little bit like a Whole Foods, I suppose, for my US ladies, um, uh, but it's very posh. And we went in to get our sandwiches and um, like snacks. Now I did, I never normally eat bread, but I did treat myself to a little wrap, a sweet potato bean wrap. It was very nice, um, which I'll maybe have like, I don't know, once every couple of months, but it was like a road trip. So I was like, I'll have this. But the other snacks I got for myself were boiled eggs, sugar snap peas, and some fruit, right? Uh, Josh got himself, um, teenager, uh, two sandwiches, um, he eats meat now, so ham and cheese and an egg and cress one. And then he got himself a, a box of cookies or a bag of cookies because he likes the cookies at Marks and Spencer's. And he got himself a smoothie. Okay. So I was looking on the back of his um, sandwich uh, kind of packet box thing. And at the ingredients list, it just happened to be on the dashboard. And I was looking at it because we were eating in, in the car, obviously on a road trip. And I was like, even in a sandwich where it's bread and in that one, it was just three ingredients. Well, bread, ham, cheese, mayo, and mustard, I think was on it, right? Maybe butter as well. The ingredients list was like 
700. <laughs> there was maybe, okay, maybe about 30, 20 to 20, 30 ingredients listed, right? And I'm sitting there eating my boiled eggs and my, my sugar snap peas going, one ingredient, eggs, <laughs> one ingredient, sugar snap peas, right? So that's the difference, by the way, between whole foods and not whole foods. Some people call it the difference between clean eating and not. That's not how I, I view clean eating, but whole foods, right? So when it comes to kettlebells, I want you to have a whole kettlebell. And a whole kettlebell is made up of cast iron. It's molded in cast iron. It's one pour into a cast iron uh, mold. And then some of them put a cute little color wrapping around the ball, and some of them don't. And that is the true kettlebell that you're looking for. So again, if you're looking for the visuals, go check them out. But if you are looking or if you're worried about what not to get, um, you can look at those. But think about it from a whole foods versus massive ingredients let's point of view. Yeah, I thought that might be a good analogy. Okay, and then the third top tip for kettlebells, right, and getting the right kettlebell for you. So number one was about not making do. Number two was about what not to get and what to get. And the third one's going to be about size. Okay, so again, I think a lot of the time we just underestimate ourselves as women. We totally underestimate ourselves in terms of our strength. But as I've talked about here in the podcast before, I am the laziest, healthy, and fit person that you know. So you know that I've looked for the shortcuts. You know that I've looked for the efficiencies. So you know that what I'm about to tell you is non-negotiable, right? So if there was a way to do it with less or whatever, I would have found it. And I haven't found it. So you got to just trust me on this one. Is that when it comes to the size of kettlebell you start with, you minimally need an eight kilo or a 15 pound kettlebell. Okay, minimum. That's going to work for your lower body as you, as you develop and eventually will be your complete and utter full body tool. Normally, most ladies within about six to eight weeks can use that for upper body as well as lower body. But it is absolutely essential and if completely necessary, and in fact, if you don't use an eight kilo for swings, you're not going to be getting the full power of the kettlebell swing. It's just going to be pointless. So an eight kilo or 15 pound bell is essential for kettlebell swings. Okay. So 100%, that's the bell that you need. Here's the really cool thing about that eight kilo, 15 pounder. You will always use it. I still use mine, right? It is the bell I use the most. Because you can use it for full body. You can use it when you start doing more hit style training and flows and complexes. It's just awesome. So it's an investment, but you will use it forever. Okay? So 100% believe in that. Now, if you haven't quite developed the upper body strength yet to be able to do the halos or maybe tricep extensions, then what we want for you is to do a six kilo, which is about 12 pounds. So that would be the starting kit. But I don't want you swinging with that. If I catch you swinging with that, I'm coming around to tell you off. <laughs> right? That's not your swing bell. The reason why I say this is that, one, women completely underestimate just how strong they are. But two, I think that our form doesn't work well when we do it too light. When it's too light, we use our arms. And that completely is not how to do a kettlebell swing. Yeah. So 
If you're asking me what size to start with, I'm going to tell you an eight kilo, which is a 15 pound number one. Then if you um, are a little bit working on upper body strength, then get yourself one six kilo, which is about 12 pounds. If you have the budget, I would go ahead and buy two six kilos at the same time. If you have an injury or you're recovering from neck, shoulder or wrist issues, then you could invest in two four kilos instead of that six kilo with a goal to get a six kilo within the first six weeks to eight weeks of your training. Yeah, those are the caveats. So let's recap our three top tips for kettlebell, getting the right kettlebell for you. Number one, don't settle. Don't say that'll do, that'll make do, I'll make do. Know that you're worthy of the time, effort and investment to get this right for you. Number two, what kettlebell to get? It's cast iron. Think whole foods, think one ingredient, yeah? So cast iron, anything else that's plastic coated, has square edges, is made out of aluminum, is adjustable, is weird looking, right? Um, if it looks a bit weird, it's probably wrong. It should be curvy, like how you want to look, right? I think that's kind of an interesting representation. Um, and again, if you want to see visuals, I will post that up on all of my socials so that you can check it out. Yep. And number three is about what size. Start with an eight kilo, 15 pound or non-negotiable. Then up to depending on where you're at, you're either going to get a six kilo, which is a 12 pounder, and you're going to, or do two fours. If you have the budget, if it was me and I had the budget and I was completely starting, I'd probably get an eight kilo, a six kilo and two fours. If I didn't have the budget, eight kilo and six kilo. If I have a bit of an injury, eight kilo and two, four kilos, right? Perfect. So if you have any questions about this, please come on over to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com. If you click on the get started at the top of the website, you'll have loads of resources with our getting started toolkit, other things that you can download for free. We also have a blog. Go to the blog, right? And then if you go to Basics for Beginners, we answer so many questions. There's free workouts there. There's how to do swings. There's guide to buying your first bell. We answer all of the questions over on the blog, okay? So again, just go over to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com because if you're more visual, which obviously we need for, for kettlebell training, you'll need to go over and check that out, okay? Okay. All right, that's us. That's the TTT and the GGG. We'll be back same time, same place next week. And of course, we're back for our Thursday episode. And I look forward to chatting with you all then. Have a great day. Peace out. Well, you made it to the end, my friend. You are my favorite kind of person. Seriously, a total badass. But if you like this episode, we've got a whole bunch waiting for you. With show notes, promos, discounts, lots and lots of freebies. And all you got to do is go over to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash podcasts. That's with an S. And don't forget to hit subscribe, totally, uh, on any of your you know favorite podcast platforms. And of course, leave us a review. We really like that. Or why not continue to be part of our community? Register to join the tribe, the Goddess Got Goals podcast tribe community. And come on over to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash tribe. And I look forward to catching up with you next week or maybe in the next episode. Your super friend.